Hello listeners, this is PJ Alex coming back at you with a new concept, something we're doing. We will probably have to do this a couple times, maybe some shorter episodes here and there. This is going to be called episode 4.1. We had a really good discussion surrounding To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. And we had to cut a lot of it out in order to fit within our self-imposed time constraints. So we still wanted to make the whole conversation available to you. So we decided to make this episode 4.1 with the full conversation. Uh, Please, if you have any uh, other comments, if you like this idea, if you like this concept, um, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Virtual Dopeness. Hit us up on Facebook, Virtual virtual Dopeness. Hit us on SoundCloud. Leave a comment. Uh, Go to website. Leave a comment. It's up to you. But reach out to us. We want to hear your feedback. And uh, we appreciate you listening. This is our conversation, PJ Alex, HR Paper Stacks, and Ron on Kendrick Lamar's The Pimp Butterfly. And welcome to our music section, listeners. Uh, we are here today with HR Paper Stacks. What up, and what up? Feels good to be back. Welcome back. This is this is like the part in Catfish where they called call Max. <laughs> they called Max input. on FaceTime and was like, yeah, "Yo, to get input. To, what do we what do we need to do to solve this mystery?" <laughs> exactly. So, th- th- this is this is uh the uh the the continuation of the the Max comparison to HR paper stacks. But also in the studio today, we have another special guest. Um we're going to refer to him as Ron. Uh aka 504 Deep, a.k.a. Ron Deep, a.k.a. my big brother, and we are welcoming him for the entire show. What it is. <laughs> so, uh, come I'm, on, man. You got to come You gotta come stronger than that, man. This ain't double dutch. You, you just got to come, gotta, come on, in there and jump in I got to hold on. I got to get my, my, my sea legs right, even though we're on land. <laughs> so, uh, no, nah, man, I'm really excited to be here. So, you know, I love talking about all of this stuff. So between music and tech and whatnot. So um, I do freelance videography. Uh, I've been to school. I have a degree in audio engineering. Uh, so, you know, a lot of a lot of background in some, you know, very media and tech related areas. So, um, you know, again, I'm just excited to be here. And I think uh, I think this virtuality is dope. Can I say that? Yes. Yes. That yeah. it? All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, if you can tell from our intro, uh, we are going to talk about today in our music segment, the one, the only, King Kendrick has come back with his second album, Caught Everybody Off Guard, <laughs> uh, King Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, which he describes <clears throat> throughout the album and really in the, the uh, wrap up at the end, which was a, a great piece um what that what that title actually means and he does that in his music he did it with good kid mad city um he kind of keeps it to himself what it means before and you actually have to go into listen to to the music and listen to find out what kendrick is talking about and there's a lot of finding out what kendrick is talking about in this album so just to kick it off um let, let's let's go roundtable with this one to figure out everybody's impressions. Uh, HR, we gonna we're gonna start with you, because you were the one that was. 
I think most exciting when we talked about anticipated albums of this year. I mean, and, and, it, and it brought you, it brought you back. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Kendrick. Ever since, honestly, ever since Good Kid, Mad City has kind of taken taken the place as as best lyricist. Um, in my in my mind, uh, that combined with his performance at the, uh, or rather his, his verse on uh, Control and his performance at the the BET Cipher that year. Um, he he brought like a, a air of competition back to hip hop that I think was was missing for a while. So I was definitely looking forward to to how he was gonna follow that up, and uh, he definitely did not disappoint. He definitely did not disappoint. I think this was a a great. Uh, I don't know if it's second album, third album, whatever you want to call it, um, but it, it was different than Good Kid, Mad City, but greatness in its own right. So Ron, uh, what about you? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm contrary to my background because uh, I, I definitely have some background in in performance with spoken word, and I've always been a hip hop head. So uh, it's always been it's been interesting whenever I tell people about my my relationship with uh, with Kendrick Lamar's music and him as an artist. So, but I really actually I I, authentic, I authentically enjoyed the album. Um, I love the production on it. Uh, and overall, I do feel like it's a really, really powerful statement, you know, from the cover to the name. Uh, I always appreciate when an artist shows that they not only put heart into their music, but thought into it as well. You know, and when they kind of force you to be like, damn, what, what does that mean? You know, like, how 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 can I restructure my own definitions of things to understand, to interpret uh, what this person is presenting? So I can always appreciate Kendrick for that. Uh, and I'm sure as we talk a little bit more, then we'll we'll delve more into, you know, I guess the specifics. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <clears throat> I love this album. I feel mm-hmm. like, in my personal opinion, this may not be the album that everybody wanted, but this is an album that we needed. We th- This album conveys so much energy in the messages and the the powers that can be part of music. I believe it, it takes some of the frustration, some of the anger that I know of a lot of the African-American community and just minorities as a whole have been feeling throughout 2014, which was a trying year throughout 20. I mean, every year is a trying year, but, but it seemed like there was so much pushed into the national racial, racially charged elements to 2014, I feel like he's taken that and pushed it. Now, I, I and, and I think it was a very necessary because he takes, he attempts to take everybody to task. And mm. that's a very important part of it because he takes our, the, the black community to task, the, 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 the minority community to task. He takes the establishment to task. He I mean, and, and that's just I'm like, that's just one track. And that's just one track. Like, uh, um, so I, I really, I, I, it's a good album. Sonically, it's a good album. It's well put together. Um, I feel like I failed myself in the fact that I did not know Kendrick Jackson. <laughs> and uh, really right, want you to know that his last name was well, Duckworth. It's Kendrick Duckworth, as every as written on every track. On Wikipedia, I would be Kendrick Lamar too. I would be Kendrick <laughs> Lamar as well. <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
but uh okay so getting into it what what are, what are our highlights guys what um there's some definite tracks in here well let's uh the two lead tracks let's say i was definitely the lead single and black of the berry came up as like the mm-hmm. you can go ahead and say i guess street single i guess so yeah the I street actually, single. i really? actually don't like i you're not the first person to tell me that no, i don't like i you're uh, uh one of the crusaders against i was uh van on twitter i know i know you're not as active on twitter but van has crusaded against it and called it trash mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't i don't know if i would necessarily call it trash there you go. um but i just i am still i'm kind of i'm kind of old school mm-hmm. and so i am very sensitive to blurred lines in hip-hop mm. and i i can always appreciate your creative expression uh, and especially a positive message. So that's where my dichotomy always comes in, where I struggle with that. Because like on some like on some message, like impact type stuff, like I think Kendrick is important. Um, but on the other end, it's almost like sometimes it's just right. like, yeah, but I just didn't like that. You know, like you can you can make a dope song like Quali. Quali's a great example of someone who's kind of polarizing. You know, like sometimes he makes like some really dope stuff, you know, and then other times it's like, eh. You, what you're saying is great. <laughs> I just don't like. <laughs> I just don't like how you said it. a little off. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just don't like how you said. It. I don't like how you presented it. You did like I don't like how you painted that picture of you know my wife. You know, mm. I didn't. I didn't like how it was portrayed. It's a beautiful gesture. I don't like how it was portrayed. So that's kind of my opinion. I mean, it's definitely a little. It's definitely a little. What like, did you poppy, think about? It? But um, I don't know. I I really like the the Izzy Brothers sample, and so that to me like just musically. I was I was here for it. Um, I kind of I, I appreciate and, and it kind of interesting that uh, Ron brought up the uh, the cover art for To Pimp a Butterfly. The cover art when I was released as a single, I thought that was really interesting with the the blood and the crib both holding up uh, what you know what I'm saying appear to be gang signs or appear to be um, hand signals rather, but they're both hearts. You know, it's kind of showing like trying to trying to end the 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 gang violence that's happening in, in uh, Southern California where he's from. But what's interesting to me, and I don't know, you know, I'm from New Orleans, so I, sometimes I have very <clears throat> skewed views on things, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, to me, like, I, I can't see a crip listening to that and be like, <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> like, I don't see that being like... I'm not going <laughs> to shoot anybody today. Right. <laughs> I don't see that being like the the, the, the unity, the, the treaties of, of the Bloods and the Crips because, you know, I, I, it just, for me, it didn't have the, it didn't have the sound that I think that someone who is, um, I guess... Uh, again, just kind of like I feel like people take sides in what they like musically, and I just feel like if that's is if it sounds more alternative, if it sounds more rockish, even though rock came from us, mm-hmm. you know, we've come so far from it, and it's been so assigned to a certain demographic. Where now it's kind of like you know, to me, it just I I, I just can't see that being like a uh, I again love the gesture, but I don't know, I, I don't feel like a hardcore hip hop head. That you know, calls his son little nigga, would put that on and be like, "Yup." I don't, I, and, and I, I, I agree myself. with that. <laughs> he does that, but should somebody do that? So should somebody in that position do that? I feel like they should. I feel like, yeah, like that's that's I and agree. that's kind of the I message agree. that he was trying to to get out there. 
but but if a tree falls, <laughs> of course, and, you know, so you can make a song for gangsters, right. but if they don't hear it, then it doesn't That's matter. That's true, but I mean, I think it was made in a, in a, such a poppy style because right. of where it got it too. Because think about it, that song is now all, all over the radio. Uh, or not necessarily all over. It was all over the radio. And it was the song in the, uh, of, what was that, the yeah. NBA yeah, finals? The NBA or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was a song in the NBA. But a little shit. A little shit. I mean, you gonna reach? You gonna reach everybody in the NBA? In my opinion, it's a little, it's a little sugar in the medicine, right? Like you got something that you want to say, but in order to get it heard by everybody, you make it sound, you make it sound pop. Yeah, but and I also think that's why he did what he did with it on the album, because and let's we can go ahead and start into my my crazy insane thought patterns and, and theories, uh, conspiracy theories on the album. I actually believe this was second try. He, 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 think about the amount of time. Good Kid, Mad City released, what, Three. two years ago? Three years. Three years ago. I honestly believe he recorded an album and said, and then, well, played it for Badu and then went to Africa and then came back and said, this is not the album that needs to come out. I think I was part of that album, and he then, on the album, tailored it to be part of the album because it needed to be out there. He felt so strongly about it. So you think I was a carryover song? Like it was one that represented the, the newer view that he holds? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that was part of it. Um, I Because th- in order, this is not a commercial album. No, not by at all. Any, I don't think it's a commercial album. I think it's it's an album, like I said, that needed to happen this isn't you're not going to get a swimming pools off this album minus i i don't think you're getting a swimming pools off this album i don't think you're getting a a, um um what's the song everybody rocked out to it just it blanked my mind that quick um off mad city you're not going to get a mad city off this album Mm -hmm. that is going to to be that song that white girls are making vines to like you're going to I, I think this is the album that needed to happen. Yeah, it's very political. In my opinion, it's, it's very uh, it's very black. Um, it's kind of the best way I could put it is it's an album for Jordan Davis and for Eric Gardner and for Trayvon Martin. Like he's speaking about the 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 kind of the plight of Tamir Rice. He, he's he's speaking about the plight the, of the plight of the black man. Honestly, like, starting off and then the the plight of the black man and also his own pride in being black, right? Um, like the album starts off with the the sample from "Every Nigga Is a Star," and um, I think I think that was a really interesting choice because that original song, like the whole purpose of that song was to kind of change the perception of the word nigger, and then he kind of brings it full circle with the end of "I." Where he's got the spoken word piece talking about N U N E G U S Negus being like black black excellence uh, royalty mm-hmm. stuff like that. I st- I think none of that stuff is designed to sell. I think it I think it will sell because he's built up a fan base. But this was totally about expressing himself, getting a message out there. I agree. And just to kind of move the conversation along, we know the content. We know the content of the album. Um, 
what do you what do you, what do y'all rock to? Like, what are y'all tracks off this album? Because there's some some there's some good stuff. And then actually, I, and I'll, I'm gonna kick this one off by saying my two favorite tracks on this album. Poss, oh god, it's hard to say, but the two that I've been playing the most, um, King Kunta and These Walls. And as I sit here, I'm looking at Wikipedia, and it I didn't read this in the album. But Michael Jackson has a writing credit on King Kunta? <laughs> Bruh. Did I <laughs> Did I miss something here? <laughs> uh I don't know about that one. I mean, there's some there's some craziness on this album. George Clinton, Thunder I mean, George Clinton, Snoop. Snoop is really the only well, Snoop, Rhapsody, Assassin, Ron Isley, James Fauntroy, Bilal, Anawaz, Thundercat, again. Those are your your features. It's not like Schoolboy and Absol not right. on this album. This is not on this album. This is not at this all. is not a TDE album. <laughs> I mean, I definitely enjoy. I enjoyed the 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 width of the album. Um, I can't say there are a few songs I was like okay on. I mean, honestly, I might catch flack for this, but I honestly think that this album, as I was listening to it, honestly, it sounds like a. A, a three stacks album to me like yeah. if three stacks came out with a rap album like to me this is what it would sound like um so i think it's very melodious um it is very political it is very artistic you know it is very abstract in some ways but then it's also very very hip-hop in some ways as well um so i mean i enjoy those those things about it but those are also sometimes i just want something that's more straightforward um, and I think that's always my issue with Kendrick. It's a uh, again, it's the duality where I I I enjoy that I don't know what to expect from him, but it aggravates me because I want, like I want uh-huh. this, but he's like, nope, give you that, you know. <laughs> you want this, nope, give you, you know, do this, do that, you know. Um, I personally, just as I was listening to the album, I wanted it to be, I want this to be a live album. Yes, if this were a live album, this would be the absolute best album of the year. Period. If he I, I if he see. tours with this, like because the music I was reading an article on it, and they were saying how Parliament, George Clinton, like all of those, he said that's who they were listening to. Obvious, I mean, it's evident if you listen to it mm-hmm. that those were their influences for the album, and it's really evident. And so to me, but to me, those were performances. Like those were performers. Like George Clinton. When you think of George Clinton, you don't think of you know track six on album number two. You think of you know the wild hair you think Mm -hmm. of guitar you think of boosie collins like you think of that experience and so you know i can't say that i like any there are a few songs that i'm not crazy about but as a body of work i enjoyed the whole thing but to me it felt limited i felt like when it became a a studio album that they then put kind of like these blinders on it where it was like well you can't fully express like jazz is a heavy influence in the album. Uh-huh. A lot of jazz is improv. You dig a lot of jazz is, is the feeling is the atmosphere is the aura. And I feel like when in, in this, in this album format, you right. cannot capture all of that. That's true. <clears throat> Do you hear that? Roots? <laughs> we need this. Yeah. <laughs> we need yeah. you. And I'm not even, you know, and like I said, I'm not a huge, huge Kendrick fan. Like, I just like him as an artist. But listening to this album, like the way it was conceived and done and produced, I mean, yeah. the music on yeah. it is crazy. Mm. It, it, it really it, it is. It begs to be live, it, in oh, my opinion. It's going to be crazy. Somewhere it's going to be crazy. And he already started that off 
with doing a concert <laughs> right. off the back of a truck in L.A. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I heard about that. So, you know, I just think, and they, just his live performances, they also said the Colbert, I can never say that. That performance, they said it's never, they said it's never recorded. Wow. They said there's no master of that. That is There's no master problem. of that. <laughs> You that know, is absolutely. I saw but, that article and just didn't get a chance to read that. That was, yeah. You know, when he when he performed with Imagine Dragon or Little Dragon, I Imagine was, Dragon, Imagine Dragon. I get them confused. <laughs> but when he the joint with Imagine yeah. Dragon, like performance again, like that's why I'm just like I think personally Kendrick is just like yeah, a crazy I agree. I agree performance artist. Well, and the funny part about he, go ahead. No, I was just, I, I was just gonna I say comment be, on that because he because of a concert we he went performed. To. Uh, <laughs> That song with Imagine Dragons, and there's also like the version on iTunes, and the version on iTunes like just pales in comparison to what they did live because it was it was a it was a spectacle. There was like a certain energy that came along with it. Um, I I really like Kendrick in general because he brings a lot of energy and emotion to the way he uh, to the way he spits. Uh, A lot of times you'll hear him and he'll do certain things with his voice. Um, He kind of sounds like he's crying at times. Or he sounds like very angry and frustrated, and that comes through in his voice. Um, but it, it's nothing like hearing him live. Yeah, but the funny part about it was, is we had some some deep criticisms because remember, you and I went to Made in America in Philly, yeah. and saw Kendrick perform, and we had some deep criticisms. So I think he's really come around yeah. with that because he didn't perform. And I mean, because he only he had a limited amount of songs that he was going to do at like a venue for Made in America, you're not going to do. And especially since he was Mm -hmm. part of a TDE set, he wasn't on his own. He has to hit the big songs and get off the stage because but when we saw him, he didn't perform the song like he performed it on the album. Mm -hmm. And at points it distracted it. It took Mm -hmm. away from the performance of the song. Mm -hmm. So. I, I that but like you said with when he performed with Imagine Dragons he added to the performance he didn't disappear into the performance because they're they're a huge act, act in itself in yeah. itself they have yeah. drums going here and the, the lead singers all over the, the stage and playing <clears throat> in, all of them play multiple instruments they're ridiculous and he added to that yeah. he didn't disappear like a lot of times when we saw the 15 times that they performed Glory Common kind of disappear into the song and get outshadowed by the uh-huh. instrumentation and John Legend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, I'm. Uh, it was, we yeah. never got to your yeah yeah for me. Um, I'd say uh, Wesley's theory, just kicking it off, only because of like the the sheer shock value mm-hmm. of that of that intro and kind of what it what it set the stage for. Um, I just remember like listening to that song and like a smile instantly came to my face because it was totally not what I was expecting, but like I knew I was <laughs> in for some good shit. And then um, I don't know, I, I think I'm kind of with you on these walls. I really liked uh, just kind of how it sounded. Um, to me, it kind of sounds like something from um, 88 Keys, but The Death of Adam was one of my favorite albums too, so it kind of makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So. Uh, you, I agree with you on that. I, I want to bring up the, the song that nobody has, has mentioned, and that's all right. I really think that's going to be a, a a one that you hear people playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that was a a good another uplifting song. Mm-hmm. And Pharrell didn't get the feature, but I'm but I know he's produced the damn thing. And 
I think anything Pharrell's going to put his hands on, mm-hmm. everybody enjoys Pharrell's voice. So for the most part. So I think that one was something that a lot of people aren't talking about now. But when we come back and visit the album, you're going to play all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think. It's um, one of the tracks you go to when you just put in the album. You're like, oh, I want to hear this real quick. Yeah. I, and like I said, I've been banging King Kunta. King Kunta and these walls are going to be playing mm. all summer for me. <laughs> we gonna have to do a segment on on uh, songs you're gonna play for the summer. Summer songs. Summer songs. Whatever, whatever. A, Dom a Kennedy comes out with time. this year. Um, <laughs> <sighs> you know how for the Dom Kennedy fans, HR is man. I, I'm not. So that's gonna be a a long standing <laughs> battle <laughs> in in the uh, music genre. Did you know one thing? I <clears throat> one thing I did want to say in terms of this album. And, and and it's my criticism of Kendrick in general. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier I alluded to him kind of being back and forth, like kind of like you want this, but it gives you that. Um, sometimes, even in the way that he distorts his voice mm. for me, is problematic because sometimes mm. I really want to capture, I want to hear what you're saying. Even on the the live performance, you know, there were parts that get lost because it's like I can't understand what you're saying. You know, manipulate your voice so you know so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes I just want like a straight verse. Like sometimes I just want, you know, um, and that's one thing I can, I, I kind of wish the Pac in him would kind of come out in that way. You know, Pac was from Cali. Well, they're both from Cali. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Pac had that very, you know, they enunciate. New York. They, he was born in New York. Uh-huh. And so, you know, but they, they heavily enunciate, you know, but sometimes I feel like Kendrick gets into these like m- mumble fits and I'm like, Kendrick, like, I know you're saying fire. Like, can, can we, can we? Can we just be clear? Like, you know, so I think, in a, though I'm speaking of it lightly, but for me, that was part of the distraction from the album where it was so saturated with creativity and it was so concentrated where it was like, damn, like sometimes I just want something a little simpler. Like sometimes I just want you and some drums. You know, sometimes I just want a melody and you talking. You I, know, like. I can see that. And because he didn't have any parts in this album where I felt like he completely snapped like mm-hmm. he didn't have um he, he didn't some, have he that bars. he has some bars he has no some they bars. don't take don't yeah he like, has oh, some bars okay. but you. he didn't have a control verse on this album yeah. and 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 that speaks to what you said mm-hmm. of what right, you want yeah. versus what he's going to give you he didn't have that that control verse he didn't have that the the, the last verse mm-hmm. of paradise yeah. he didn't have yeah. so that's the only thing we wanted because right. you know he's capable of right, it. Right, right, and that's my thing. You know, like I like sometimes as as someone who is more of a of a outer layer Kendrick fan, somebody who's more tertiary in his appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, of Kendrick's uh, library. Sometimes I just want to hear the rapper. Sometimes I just want to hear like I just want to hear you spit. I just want to hear. I want to hear your words. I want to hear your complexities. I want to hear, you know, I want to hear all of that. Um, And I feel like sometimes the, we put so much into, or artists in general, put so much into layering the song in terms of, so sonically it, it, it embraces you and it envelops you. And that's, and that's cool. But sometimes I just wanted to be a one-on-one. Sometimes I just want to hear what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I just want to get your message. Oh no, I love I love it when he so, says that. To me, to me, that just adds that extra little bit of emotion, that extra little <laughs> bit of storytelling. It adds that extra layer so that I can kind of picture in my mind's eye what's going on. Yeah, but I think there's a place for everything, though. 
That's my thing. Like, I think to me, what, what helps me to appreciate that again, I love three stacks, but love below was like, it wasn't like, uh, yes, that's a three stacks album. It was like, it was so much of this one thing. Like I think literally he had maybe three rap right. verses on the entire album, you know? And so it's just like, like I hear you, but like in order for me to be able to appreciate your abstract, mm-hmm. like I want to be like I have to have something to compare it to. So if you never give me the norm, if you never just give me the boom bap, then then you just become this, you know, George Clinton, Tupac reincarnation. And it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. cool. I appreciate that for what it is. But if every song is like that, then it loses right, I its, guess that. it loses its impact. Because then I'm like, well, now I know everything. I, that like now that is your library. Mm-hmm. Now that is what I associate you with. You know, so that's just how I feel about it. I feel that. So just to, to we went long on this segment and that's because it's Kendrick. We we we're gonna go long on our music segment when it's it, it's artists that we love. Um and impactful albums. And I feel like twenty fifteen is gonna have a lot of those because twenty fourteen <laughs> is garbage. So uh-huh. well <laughs> Okay. Minus a couple albums. Minus J. Cole. Uh, Schoolboy, Runner Jewels, J. Cole. Mm, Man. I wasn't even in love with J. Cole's joint. I think Born, ah. I think Born Center was better. Oh, really? I think Born Center Okay, but that does, just hmm. because I'm about to say, just because Born Center was better doesn't mean that twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive was was not was not good. That's true. It was definitely solid. I, I definitely enjoyed it. And the fact that you had so much, I guess I anticipated oh, more though. Yeah, okay. we gotta we gotta I have Ron, we gotta have Ron back again but, to talk and to that's talk what, more about this music. We're gonna have to, <laughs> we have to we're gonna have to revisit this J Cole album. Uh, we do just just for this conversation. Uh, oh, we go. <laughs> I'm always available. But just 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 I also think it it benefited from the fact that 2014 was garbage. Like yeah. Schoolboy, Run the Jewels, J Cole. Yes. Yeah. Iggy, huh? <laughs> exactly. Man, I, I, I almost stopped the recording. Her mumbling of ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about that Iggy, son. That igloo, that igloo, Australia. What you know about that? Oh God. Okay. Any final thoughts on King Kendrick on "To Pimp a Butterfly"? One thing we didn't bring up, and this is my final thought. This man ended the album with an interview with Tupac that he that. He, he, is that a spoiler? Can you do that? Do y'all do if that? they haven't heard it by now, then they ain't listening. I don't think that's a spoiler because he don't. We ain't saying what he's what he's saying. I don't. He just said that he had a conversation. I mean, but but that was a big part for me though. Like when I arrived that's at that, true. like Paul didn't steal that from me. He's like, nah, go ahead and and, and vibe <laughs> on that. Like he said, just listen. And so I listened, and it just caught me completely off guard. And had he said that, I think it would have had a lesser impact. Like, had he told me before I heard it, it had a lesser impact. So I don't need to beat that out. So I don't know. I mean, because I'm already. Right. Tell people to skip past 60 (laughs) seconds if they don't want to hear the spoiler. So, but I I will do that. Yeah, that was crazy. Any last words, HR? Uh, Yeah, I just think that this was definitely his his statement piece. His, um, I'm going to make a political statement. Um,. And for me, like I said, I, I appreciate it as someone who is not a uh, a huge Kendrick fan, not in a bad way, but just in a, you know, like I'm not a, I don't, I don't listen to him every day. I don't anticipate his uh, every single release, but I enjoy them. Uh, I enjoy the album. I really, the way he could win me over is if he does this album live and if I hear more straightforward interpretations, because I feel like sometimes 
not that he tries too hard and it sounds forced, but sometimes you just do too much in, in trying to bring something to life when it sometimes doesn't even need all of that, you know? So, but I think he did a good job though. I, I appreciate it. It's cultural. Definitely. So, all right. Well, that, that's going to do it for our, our listening. We want to hear your, your, your thoughts. Cause there's a lot to talk about in this album. We could do a whole hour just on this album probably. So listeners hit us up on Twitter at virtual dopeness, hit us up on Facebook and leave your comments and let us know what you thought of to pimp a butterfly. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to, uh, hear from our, uh, sponsors. Hey, these bills. Fish, fish, fish. And I- <laughs>